Hey guys, welcome back to this week's podcast. Today, we're doing a serious deep dive into what makes a relationship work. What is true love? And how do you know when you have it? Since Ranim and I are very, very single, we have some experts here to help us. All that and more on this week's episode of Young and Curious. I'm your host, Mo Mustafa, and I'm here with... Your co-host, Renee Obaklaas. Renee, 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 we are in the studio. How are you feeling today? How are you doing, Bestie? I'm doing good, Bestie. I'm excited to start episode seven. This episode actually sounds very fun, very exciting. Right, and we were sitting here, we were like, we're going to brainstorm this episode. Let's talk about marriage, let's talk about relationships. And me and Renee had the realization that neither of us have had any of those things. Um, We're very much single. Let's call in some help. Let's call in some experts. But we didn't want to just call in any experts, okay? We wanted to call in some of the baddest bitches in town, okay? Some of the baddest bitches that are on polar opposites of the spectrum. Period. People who have almost gotten married and someone who is on their way to get married okay we're talking people who have experienced the entire spectrum and honestly are going to give us their opinion on the entire experience everyone please welcome my cousin zanab give it up give it up give it up hey 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 hey. how are you doing how are you doing hey bestie i'm good how are you guys we're so excited to have you, honestly. Like, it's, so it's about to be so much fun. We're about to chat it down. And then, of course, for our second guest, my sister, Summer. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. Hey, Sammy. Hey, guys, I think her nose got bigger. Oh, just like yours. <laughs> okay, guys, let's dial it down on the big nose joke. We're like four minutes in, and the nose jokes have already started. Okay, but seriously, right. I want to thank you ladies for joining us because me and Arneem have been, since the beginning of the relaunch for Young and Curious, we're like, yes, we need them on a podcast episode, and we know exactly what we're we going to talk like about. A- a whole list of people and like mm-hmm. and you guys made it yeah oh you guys were very much at the top but yes in this episode we really just want to touch basis on relationships and how that whole world of marriage works and i know Zanab here is literally on her way to get married in just a few months i mean what's that like like what's the stress of just even thinking Not the about ring that? i know right the ring oh she get married um, i am getting married it's it's definitely weird because like as a young Arab girl that's like probably one of the Mm. most life-changing things you're gonna go through it'll be like the first time you live outside your family's house away from family all that so it's definitely Mm. gonna be a big change um a lot of adjustments wow i mean you're so right especially with that being part of auto culture where like it is the first time you step out. But yes, this week's topic, let's discuss the world of true love. Making mistakes when you're in a relationship is very common. However, it is very, very difficult to navigate a new engagement, okay? So how do you know that someone is the right one? Zana, please, what's what's the what's the, the new method that you've unlocked? Is there something that you want to tell people? Because the singles are here struggling. What's right, girl. On? Do you have a secret? Mm-hmm. Girl, you're 15. Shut up. <laughs> well, if you're Muslim and Arab, um, I say like, or just religious in general, I'd say just put your trust in God and mm-hmm. um, yeah. follow your gut. Um, if I feel like not, it's something that you should know right away. Yeah, you would know right away. And then, if, especially if you're like Muslim, you can like praise Tikhara. You kind of get the right. feeling. But what if, is that feeling, by the way? But like, what's the what's the elaborate on like the feeling of oh, I know that that's the person. That, is it does it hit you in your head? Does it hit you in your heart? Is that you go to sleep and you can't stop thinking about them? Like, what's the difference between? knowing someone is the right one and being like infatuated or like knowing it's a crush like like you know oh i'm crushing on harry styles versus oh i know that this person is the right one like in your personal opinion how do you know differentiate those feelings i feel like it's more of like a comfortability thing because like you're Mm, thinking about being with somebody long term so if you're comfortable with them right from the start 
you're going to be more and more comfortable as you talk to them. Right. So comfortability, right. definitely. It's kind of like when you make a new friend and you're like, you just hit it off right away and like you can talk to uh, them as if you've known them for so long. Like that's what it was for me. The first time we talked, I felt like, okay. I'm oh, very look at her cheeks getting red and her eyes are dilated. Uh, <laughs> you guys are embarrassing me. His name is Muhammad. Are we surprised, guys? Like what the hell is going on? And he, calls, and he calls himself Mo. All the Muhammad. I know. All the Mo's like, me, out there. Me being named Muhammad and going by Mo. Okay. Well, anyways, next moving forward. <laughs> so I refuse yes. to call him Mo. Yeah, I know. I, just, I have respect for you for doing that. Does I he make you or does he like ask you to call him Mo? Has he ever done that? No. And I, I don't want to call him anything other than Muhammad. <laughs> oh, if anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, there is like kind of this like stereotype or like this bias that kind of goes with like shortening your name for like white comfort. So like if your name is Muhammad and you do go by Mo, there's kind of like this sense of like, I don't even know, like angst in the Arab community where people are just like, no, like your name is Muhammad, not Mo. And usually people named Muhammad that do go by Mo do it for white comfort and for American comfort because people get uncomfortable skiing. right no like in middle school like sada used to make us call her sarah for like it was like for a, a week sarah or so. and she'd be like no my name is sarah i'm like girl your name is sada, right. <laughs> sada. <laughs> i'm done i mean that's okay. how it is for me like my name is Zana, but people just call me z to make their lives easier and yeah. it's like so annoying because it's like if i have to sit here and learn about elizabeth nicole the third the fourth the fifth and the sixth girl you're gonna sit here and listen about muhammad like i'm tired Bye. y'all got these like cute shortened names i was called ramen Ramen Abu Kakar. Ramen Abu Kakar to the front, please. Tell me about just like how you guys met very shortly, like just like the gist of the story, because I have so many other questions I want to ask, but tell us. So, funny story started with your sister's engagement party. Right. He is related to your sister's husband, so he was there. I saw him for like mm-hmm. two seconds, didn't think anything of it, went on with my life. At that engagement right. party, <laughs> One of his cousins and one of our cousins got engaged. So another set of cousins were engaged. And at yeah. their engagement party, his mom saw me and was like, she's cute. Let me just holla at if she want to talk <laughs> to my son. So our parents introduced us. They wanted like an official sit down. And it's obviously like with the intention of marriage. So they got us together. They're like, here you go. You guys can meet, talk, see if you like each other. Um, and that's basically how it started. Okay, that's cute. I mean, he saw you and he was like, mm, like, I want to sit down. With Actually, her. no, he saw me from across the room and he didn't want to look at me because he was scared and I was staring at him. Like, hard. Yeah, I was standing right next to me and she was like, yeah. he's looking right at me. They're going to look yeah. at me. I'm just like, oh my oh. God. So you knew or you had like an inkling that his family was like interested in talking to you. So I actually asked your sister, I was like, who is your fiance at the time? Who is his cousin named Muhammad? And his mom is asking about me, like, who is he? I need to see what he right. looks like. So she was across the room, pointed him out to me. So I'm she standing, standing hard right next because to him. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that's what I want to get into. And he's nervous, like, on the other side of the room. He told me about this later. He was like, yeah, I didn't want to look at you. I was terrified. Um, everybody was telling me to look <laughs> at you. And I was, I just knew you were staring oh, at me. And I got God. scared. I think that when we talk, especially about autumn culture, for, like, people who are listening to this podcast who aren't autumn, looking from the outside in it is very traditional for the man to make a formal like ask to sit down or vice versa like there are instances very rarely but becoming more common where the woman requests to sit down and like just talk if you're interested in somebody that's like usually i wouldn't refer to that as an arranged marriage that's not an arranged marriage very different than arranged marriage so don't mistake it for that it's this is very much the person is asking but it's with the formal 
you know, ask to their other parents so that, you know, it's a consensual sit down. Everyone knows what's going on. And it just makes the parents more comfortable. It makes the girl more comfortable because their parents yeah. are there. The only thing very arranged about this is like the sit down. Whenever you sit down just to like talk and get to know each other and like understand each other's future plans, see if they align with yours. Um, getting deeper into like how you guys met. Summer, tell me how you and your ex-fiance met and how that situation started. So basically, he was, um, a, I guess, like a close friend of one of my older brothers. And basically, I guess he's just supposed like he was just this really great guy. I had so many people before him like asking for me that just were not the best, let's just right. say. Right. Um, and one thing for me personally is what I look for and like, especially a significant other and like somebody that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with is somebody who is very religious and who has good manners. That's the mm -hmm. like top right. two for right. me. Mm -hmm. So right. my brothers were telling me he's like this, blah, blah, blah. You kind of just like old. gave him a chance from like what you heard. Like you were just like, okay, let me just like kind of give it a chance. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this sounds like a, a really decent guy. This is something that like I, you know, like I'm interested in to, like getting to those guys. So we sat down and, you know, like ask each other all these questions. Think yeah. I'm think I'm getting the gist of it. Me and Anim here are sitting single and dumb, just like, oh wow, that's how it works. Right. Okay, like, interesting. Okay. That's how it works. Okay. Like, Write oh, down wait. notes. <laughs> like um Yeah, the main thing is just having the intention of marriage. So like that's the whole point of the sit down. It's like eliminating the BS of dating and seeing right. if they even want long term. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like it's like I'm set for long term, you're you set guys... for long term. Let's make it happen. Right. Yeah, it's like straight right. to like Are you guys nervous. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. nervous. They're scared? 100%. Like, a million percent nervous. Would you consider, you know, you said, like, it kind of, like, erases the dating aspect and it gets to, like, the long-term shit. Do you consider that the engagement phase leading up to, like, the engagement party a or the whole wedding, do you think that can in itself be considered a dating phase for a lot of people? Like, because it could be you call off the engagement. So for I feel like for a lot of Arab, like that engagement phase could be also mocking like a dating phase for Americans because that's what good it can be. You know, it's not as serious when you break off an engagement for Americans versus Arabs. You know what I mean? So would you consider it like kind of like a dating phase almost? Almost. Yeah, for sure. Because that's like the time where you're not doing like a formal sit down with like the parents and everything like you technically can hang out alone, but you can do different things and like see each other's interests more often like. You'd be like, hey, do you want to go bowling? No, I'm not really into bowling. Or like, you know, you kind of get to know each other right. through more experiences Slowly. with mm -hmm. them. Obviously, with time, it's you can learn whether like you actually like being around them or if you're just like, I need to get away from this guy. Like, I'm kind of yeah. bored. There's a lot of instances where people will be in two year engagements and end it because that the, the time spent with those persons just really makes you realize like, I just don't like you. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I think can't it do is this forever. Yeah. So I honestly, in my opinion, I think like long engagements or just like a regularly length engagement is important because it make you feel like, oh, no, I don't really fuck with you, to be honest. Like, I don't really mess with you like that. The way like I see it as is like, OK, the whole point of it, like being like basically like how you said, like a mock dating thing is like you getting to know that person because that's what dating is. It's you getting to know that person the whole time. But the reason why that we call it just like it's basically an engagement is because the formality of it, it's very formal. You're learning their favorite color, their favorite number, like. You know, all those little things. You know what I mean? It's right. so annoying when you have to say <laughs> <laughs> It's 
summer. <laughs> not the favorite yeah. color. How many times am I gonna have to tell somebody my favorite color? Me and Anymore sitting here, like, we're singles, we're Pringles, we're confused. What's your, like, personal just perception of what's going on? Just hearing about this whole process, does it scare you for, like, the future of having to sit down? Like, are you nervous yourself, like, thinking about what you're gonna have to do this sometime in the future? I'm not scared as to, like, talk to the person. I'm scared as to, like, what I'm gonna ask. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm gonna mm. say. If we're gonna have the same morals and values, you know what I mean? Right, of course. Yeah, because that's, that's important to you. It's all about, yeah. yeah, it's all about asking the right questions. Me and Zainab literally actually shared each other's, like, notes of questions. <laughs> we literally, literally made sat, a list of questions, like, yeah, oh, we were nervous. We sat, we sat with our um, fiancés at the time, like, at the same time. We literally sat, like, well, what, three days apart? Like, yeah. So it was like an interrogation mm-hmm. almost. Like you're really sitting there like interviewing this person. Like, are you a bachelor yeah. for me? Yeah. Are you a student? Can we just talk like, about how fast, like how fast everyone got engaged? Like that was so like, yeah. Was, so yeah, like, like, our let me, let's just explain that. So let me explain the background of that. So basically there was literally like this three month, four month period where like over six or seven of my cousins got engaged like very quickly and most of them were like the same family, like literally cousins within the same family. Mm-hmm. So it was like crazy, like Every single day, every other week, someone was getting engaged. And Wait, so pause. both of continue. You said cousins within the same family. Like we weren't marrying our own cousins. Like our side of the family was marrying their side of the cousins family. Cousins in the same yeah. family. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. There's no yeah, yeah, we don't do that. Our yeah. our parents did that, but we don't do that. We did not pass down that tradition. I have to ask, you guys obviously are very experienced, or not even just very, but like you guys have kind of like an idea of the footing of how engagement processing mm. works. You have what your advice? right foot in. Right, right foot in. Maybe he doesn't work out. You know, you have the door open, creaks, just in case. You have to run out. Fire escape's <laughs> there. If you guys have to give advice to any girl that's like, you know, about to go into the situation or is in the situation or even an anime, because, you know, she's going to go into the situation soon. If you guys had to give, imagine an anime as your target audience. What advice would you give to girls who are going to go into the situation and are going to sit down or before they sit down? Like, what would you want them to know? I would say during like your first sit down, like that is your opportunity to ask all the hard questions. That's when they know that they're going to get asked all the hard questions that's when like they're expecting to answer the hard questions. So I would ask like, are you religious? Are you, um, how do you treat, how would you expect to be treated? How would you treat me? I expect this, this, and this. So it's not only asking questions, it's literally telling it's them like, what you want. Exactly. Right. You want to know like, mm-hmm. um, how are you when you're angry? What kind of person are you looking for? Like you want to ask them, what kind of person are you looking for? Does that match with who I am? You know what I mean? Mm. You want to ask. You have to think like, about what you want too. So you have to think about like, boundaries. Do I, yeah, you have to think about like, okay, do I want somebody who is controlling and like mm. somebody who's bossy? Like, obviously, those are negative things. But like, but I, is it though? Because like, yes, being controlling for you could be like a very negative thing. But we know cousins who being controlling that was something that they wanted in like a husband, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We won't well, name names, but we know what we're talking about. <laughs> controlling was like an aspect that to them was kind of just like expected almost or like they just perceived as like what a husband would come with. Like they couldn't yeah. imagine a husband that wasn't controlling. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, I feel like that comes yeah. from from like what they saw in their life too because like we've grown up with yeah. like controlling fathers, controlling uncles. Mm-hmm. So they just expect like, yeah. oh, somebody controlling is somebody who loves me. So they'd yeah. expect that in a spouse. But back to like the advice. Right. Right, right, right. Like, you want to be mm-hmm. honest, but are you ever afraid that maybe they're not being honest? And so, oh, with 100%. T- that's that's terrifying. Yeah. You, that's yeah, when because- you learn. Like, if you like end up saying yes, because obviously, a lot of there's a lot of guys out there or girls that will lie about this kind of stuff, but they'll just then- tell you what you want to hear just so they can yeah. get a ring on your finger. And then wow. you realize mm-hmm. it after the engagement, like, oh, this is like you're not who you said you were. Even like sometimes they put up a facade throughout the entire engagement, you end up married. That's when you see the real them. And that's when you're like, 
dang, like I'm screwed. It's so different to be in that situation when you live right next door to the person versus you guys are literally living cities, if not states away from the person. So most of this is happening on FaceTime. Do you think that that makes it harder? Do you think that FaceTime is helping? Like, what was it like before FaceTime? Basically, what do you think the long distance aspect adds to the engagement process? It makes it a lot more harder. It makes it very, very difficult. FaceTime, sure, it does make it a little bit better but you don't see like their body language you don't see like they're like you know like everything else going on around them another thing is like finding time to like facetime like i remember in my previous engagement we facetimed once a week like literally that was how it wow, went and it, right. like texting is the worst that's the worst way to get to know somebody because they have time to think you know what I mean? They have time to like think of what they're gonna say. So really, they're putting up a facade the whole time. Yeah, and they then, could like manipulate their responses over text their responses, as opposed to exactly. like a quick. Right. Yep. Because you can read body language, but you can't read somebody's tone over text, right? Yep. Yeah, right. and like you can see somebody's yeah, you could see somebody's face on Facetime, but like when you see them in person, you see how they are around other people, like their families, their friends. That's when you see the real per the real them. But, like, don't get this confused because how they treat their families and their friends is not the same way they're going to treat you. Because right. your wife, you're the wife or you're the husband. It's like you're a different person. You have a different relationship with them, a different, like, whole different Part level. of their brain that's being taken up. So it's exactly. just like a whole different way. So right. sometimes it reflects on, like, how their parents were. So that's how they would be towards you. You know what I mean? So right. that's how you need to, like... Seeing them in person is 100% very, very important. And as much yeah. as you can, even if it's far, you guys live far away, as much as you can, try to see them in person. There are days where, like, we'll text all day and then, like, at night, we're just like, okay, like, we're just going to go sleep. Or he's busy or I'm busy at night and then one of us ends up falling asleep type of thing. But we definitely prioritize making time to talk. So, like, if we didn't talk a lot one day, the next day, we're like, all right, I need to talk to you today because I didn't get to talk to you that much yesterday. Right. But we also don't overdo it to the point where it's like, if I'm out with my friends or he's out with his friends, we're still on the phone with each other. Like, we still have, like, our own lives to live, mm. but we still wow. make time for each other. So, there's a balance good, in that good. sense. When you're in a relationship with somebody or you're in an engagement with somebody, you should have the feeling of wanting to be in person with that person. Is that, like, should you want uh, to? And if you don't, that's a red flag. A hundred percent. I've seen people who were engaged who talk about, like, man, like, I was with him for so long i'm kind of just bored like i want to go home like you shouldn't i don't wow. i personally don't think that you should feel that with somebody you're about to live with because you're literally going to be stuck with them 24 yeah. hours of the day but i definitely think it's important to actually want to be around them like if i'm in his city i'm not gonna be like oh yeah i'll see you next time i'm here like i'm gonna be like okay i haven't seeing you in person in a month let me just make yeah. time to see you okay Daniem, i'm gonna need your opinion girl because me and you looking here single we looking sad mm -hmm. we looking confused tell me what are you feeling about this whole long distance thing do you think you can make it work i just suck at talking to people so like if I can barely talk to my cousins on the phone while we live, like, what, like, five minutes away, like, how am I going to talk to someone who lives, like, three hours, five hours, maybe more? See, I was like that, where, like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't feel the need to talk to people who were close to me, so that's probably why you feel like you suck at talking to them, because, like, they're so accessible, but, like, when it's mm -hmm. somebody that you're literally going to marry, who you need to know, Ooh, it becomes a, a priority to, like, start wow. to text them and call them and, like, 
Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to marry you. I don't want to marry a stranger, you know? Reneem has this oh, thing bye. where when she's on FaceTime, and you know exactly what I say, when she's on FaceTime and she wants to get <laughs> off the phone, she does this. She says this one phrase. She says, anyways, anyways, <laughs> and she'll just start staring at everybody. She says, anyways, and we all know that's her way of trying to, like, end no, the literally. call. So we're just like, like anyways, okay, so... like, you can end the call. Like, we're still in here. So I feel like I can only imagine Reneem in, like, a long-distance relationship. She's on a FaceTime with her fiancé, and she's like, oh, anyways. <laughs> like, at this point, like, just I'm like, up. no, that's it's a- not even, like, it's like it's like anyways you guys have anything else to say or can i go i'm like get to tired. the point or i'm leaving i call my cousin like sometimes i'll be in the grocery store i'm like let me call them and someone will just have just woken up nude will have just woken up from like the devil's <laughs> ass okay she's just like not in the god's mood susu's like at work dealing with like psychotic bitches like overdosing on meth okay <laughs> and then you have Zanab over here that's like at menards dealing with karen's all day you have Renine that just woke up you have sada at kettering treating patients you have summer watching her turkish shows and yusuf in the dark and we're all on this call and i'm just like trying to make things work <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring us together. I'm trying to bring unity. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you know what? I'm just leave. All right, you guys. So we were just talking about long distance relationships. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back at answering questions. a question about effort inside of a relationship so summer tell us how do you make sure that the energy you're putting into something is being reciprocated so in a relationship it should 100% be 50 50 it should not be 60 40 70 30 i know adab have this mentality where the man should love the girl more and it's so annoying how they like literally i don't know why our adab parents always say like no it's good for the guy to like you more it's good for him to like you know be more in love no i also one thing i personally don't like and this isn't really relationships this is kind of just like all different types of things like when it comes to friendships when it comes to relationships to your you know your teachers whatever it may be all relationships in life if i text you and you leave me undelivered for five hours that's a problem for me that's really a problem for me so tell me how do you guys balance just making sure that yes i'm not annoying you but I'm responding to you because one of my biggest pet peeves is when I text my friend, they either leave me on open or I'm de- on deliver till the next morning. There has to be a lot of communication. Like if I'm going to have a really busy day, if like there's a wedding, usually that only happens on wedding days. But like if there's a wedding, right. if there's something I have that's going to take up my whole day, if I'm going to be busy at work. I'll text him like, hey, I might not respond. I'm a little bit busy or something like that. So you have to just let them know that you're going to be busy and that you're not intentionally ignoring them. Uh, If you are intentionally ignoring them, you probably shouldn't be talking to them because you're not interested and you're wasting your time in theirs. But it's definitely a big communication thing. Like you have to tell them or if you were busy and you didn't realize you were going to be busy, like tell them like, hey, I did not realize I was about to have my hands full. You know, let them know that like they're still wanted. It's like a reassurance thing too. Like also just setting boundaries. Like if your significant other is like in a situation where you know that they can't respond, it's kind of just like a mutual respect thing where like Right, like I'm not gonna annoy the shit out of you while you're busy. Right. And also you're not gonna make a big fuss about it. You're not gonna be like, Fuck you didn't respond to my message. Yeah, you have to be understanding and you have to be secure enough to like I mean not everybody's confident. Yeah. Yes, go back on that. Period. Tell them. Not everybody's a hundred percent confident, but you have to be secure enough in your relationship where you're like, okay, I know that they're not doing anything stupid, but you trust them. Wow. 
I trust them, but I know that they're busy. I'm not going to be clingy. I'm not going to be annoying Good. unless something tells you otherwise. But you shouldn't yeah, just do yeah. that from the jump. You know, you kind of just have to trust that the other person is actually busy. They're actually doing something important and respect their space because you can't just be talking to somebody 24 7, 24 hours of the day. Like you both have your own right. life to live and you have to respect that they have their own life to live. Like you're busy and you get like 15 missed calls from them and you're like, girl, I'm busy. Like leave me alone. Yeah, right. because then that makes like you're just taking a shit. That <laughs> like, pushes girl, people away. That really pushes the people away right. too, though. Like if some the clingy people, behavior, that clingy, yeah, it's annoying. Don't it be clingy. Annoying. Yeah, nobody likes that. Nobody likes somebody that chases too much. It's right. It's more yeah. of like I'm like, like you got to chase me just enough. Like you know what I mean. It's like, also like I know a, we've yeah. seen the whole thing. We've seen the whole someone chasing someone way too much, and like there needs yeah. to be a stop. Yep. But. And there never is. But it is a psychological <laughs> thing where, like, somebody keeps chasing and chasing and chasing. And the person being chased is like, I'm going to move further and further and further because this isn't attractive to me. And I don't want that. You know, what, you know what that reminds me of? You guys know Pokemon? Where, like, those two couples a relay race. where they would always be chasing Ash. The two mm-hmm. couples that would always fly. They had that one intro. They were, wore gray suits. They had long hair. What were their names? They're, they had, like, a, a name, like, a group name with the cat. Yeah, the Ragnarok, the Ragnarots. Ragnarok. What? Is the Ragnarok with a cat. Yeah, I think, right? Yeah, they're the two evil people. It was a guy and a girl, and they're like, called. I don't yes, think it was Ragnarots. No, 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 no. no Hold on. It was something cat. It was something cat in it. No, there was no cat in it. I don't think so. Pretty sure. What are you guys talking about? Um, I'm looking it up. Not the meow. I think that was his name. I think his name was Meow or something. Hold on. <laughs> I need to find out. It's going to bother me. They're both like, so deeply looking at him. It was Ash, it was, James, was it... and Meow Mouth. Meow Mouth. Oh, about those, hey, thank the, you. The, the, the villains. The villains. Like the Team red Ash. hair and the green hair. Is it Team Rocket? Is that what it was? Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Yeah. Okay. What did you guys call them? Hold on. Rocket. Rocket. What the... <laughs> Okay, but that whole concept of chasing, it's like Team Rocket chasing Ash. Like, you don't want to be Team Rocket chasing Ash, girl. You want to be, yeah. you know, equal footing. I don't know why it took us a whole left field order just to get to that, right. but yeah. But, like, you want to <laughs> feel wanted, but, like, you also have to reciprocate that you want somebody back. Heavy on the want to feel right. wanted. Like, I don't want to yeah. ever feel like a bird in a relationship. I want you to, like... Yep just that like constant communication which is like i want like thanks for calling me like i appreciate you talking to me those little like affirmations has a boundary though where it's like don't over want me leave me alone when i need to be left alone all right you guys so now we're going to kind of get into like the qualities you look in a significant other and then talk about the specific genre of arab men and how that transpires into our relationship so let's talk about qualities you want in other people so Tell me three qualities you want to find in a significant other. Raneem, you go first because, girl, I can see your single mind just about to explode. Bye. I've never thought about this. <laughs> I want, like, understanding because I'd be, I be a confusing bitch sometimes <laughs> who understands my dumb jokes because I'd be – you guys know this. I'm slow. Like, yeah, Raneem be making those jokes and then she has to explain it. So she needs somebody to, like, laugh <laughs> at it the second she just- says it. <laughs> The way she All of us are just standing about. there blinking, like, what the fuck is she trying to say? Right, though. Us literally okay, just three right, seconds right. ago making the Pokemon Joker. Is... What's Pokemon? What? Like, this, this, this is called like, Young and Called Out. It's called Young and Married. <laughs> Funny. I'm sorry. That's so yeah. important. Ooh, yeah. Why? Don't be sorry. Yeah. I can't have a boring. I can't have someone that's boring. I can't. Summer, tell us about that. Yeah, Summer, you're weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all, y'all are assholes. <laughs> not that Summer tells about that. Yeah, your ex fiance was not funny, girl. Let's get into it. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not that. did not have the same humor. That's yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. he needed somebody who, who was He's on not the funny same page. to her. He was, he not was funny knee to slapping. Her. Summer was like, I was just he out was, here, like, scratching her head. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. No, it was Summer telling me, it was Summer looking at me and saying, I have never fake laughed more in a week in my life. I said, ooh. 
Ooh. I said, come on, Oscar Award, because I, I believe this. She said, You heard me from the other room. <laughs> What's it like to be in a relationship with somebody who you generally do not find funny? He has his own humor, but it didn't suit mine. Like, he was very millennial. I was very Gen Z. Like, it was completely different. Like, my, I was out here saying, you little boy, boy, like, making jokes like this. <laughs> it's, like, I inside was joke. Saying, like, yeah, literally inside. Like, not even that. Like, I remember at the time, we used to make this joke. I forget what it was, but like it was like a Gen Z joke, and I would say it all the time. And so he never understood it, and I was, right. like we would just stare stare at each other blankly, like just like TikTok comedy, TikTok audios that we would like say yeah, in our conversations, like, like right. Oh no, the table, and he'd be like, "What? The table? Where?" Like, no, dude, we're talking about like the TikTok <laughs> audio, you know. I feel like all of us here, we all have the same like similar humors. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very mm -hmm. easy for all of mm -hmm. us to sit there and laugh with each other. Like he and I did not have that humor, like whatsoever. So. What I did, and this is how I realized I was actually putting a lot of effort more into it, is I kind of changed my humor to his, to understand his, so that he could feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? So I put all the effort, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, mm, just like yeah. making his jokes all the time to him so that he can find it, like, you know, like, feel You were changing yourself for him. Yeah, and I didn't like that. At some point, I realized I was changing so much. You can't do that forever so either. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I forgot who I was at one point. I was like... I don't even remember my own humor. I'm not funny anymore. Like, I don't even know, like, who I am, like, at all. You know what I mean? And right. it was so weird. At that, like, time, it was, like, five, it was like a five-month period where, like, yeah, I was praying and everything, but I felt so further away from my religion. I felt further away from who I was. Ooh. And it was just so weird because you're losing yourself. You know what I mean? You're trying mm -hmm. to make them feel comfortable in a relationship where you have to change yourself and putting all this effort and you don't yourself you don't feel comfortable with your in like in your own skin you don't feel comfortable with who you are anymore the main thing is staying true to yourself the whole time because you're not going to be this fake person while you're married you're not going to be yeah. this other person you the whole right. rest of your life 20 years down the road with two kids you're not going to be trying to change your like humor, right? listen change isn't bad if you're changing for the better for yourself like if you were a liar yeah. and you became like somebody who's honest if you were a cheater but you became somebody who's loyal that's a good change but changing who you are just like your personality you know what i mean like those things like your humor what you find funny what you like to wear what you like to like watch what you like to like listen to all these things all these little things about you should not be changed but on the topic of the like, qualities and things that you shouldn't change or things that you find other people's in what are some characteristics or personality traits that you find attractive in other people or you just find like appealing in like a significant other um definitely honesty communication yes. and respect like if you're if you can't respect me and you expect me to respect you heavy on that heavy. i don't think that is good but and what like, does what does respect look like for you as an Arab woman what does respect look like for you from your significant other specifically as an Arab woman and a Muslim woman, I I even told him this from the beginning. I want to play it by the book, not the culture. And the culture Ooh. is definitely one of those things that is like it kind of puts the respect on women like way off. You know what I mean? Like it's way. it's not it's right. not a priority culturally, but religiously it is a priority. I wanted to see the respect in a way that was like, oh, you're you have to do this for me because you're the woman, or like you know how a lot of men just degrade yeah. women just because they're women, and that's yeah. mind that's you, this is all thing. cultural. Like, there's a huge yeah. line between Arab culture and like Islamic religion, and like yeah. we can do a whole podcast episode about that. But, People like, mix that a lot. Very, it's very mixed, and so it comes to the point where Arab culture begins to blur this line to Islamic religion. Mind you, anyone you find be that in marriages, yeah, right? A lot. Islam, Islam is global. It's not. 
stuck to the Middle East, but Arab culture likes to centralize it into the culture and it's not how it is. So there's a lot of differences. So I understand what you mean when you say respect for you as a Muslim woman is playing it by the books, not cultural. I like I said, by the book, religiously, like people, this is a misconception, but people believe that women in Islam are, aren't respected. They're not held as highly as they actually are. So Mm-mm, if you play no. it by the book, you're like, you're instantly going to get the respect that you're supposed to get. If you play yes. it by culture, you're definitely going to get degraded you're going to be told like oh you're the woman you stay in the house you don't work gender roles all that that is not the person i am i used to preach to summer and mimi all the time like i am not going to have no man tell me i'm not going to work i didn't go to college for nothing i didn't get a degree for nothing i didn't get two Mm. degrees for nothing right preach come on come on so um i definitely didn't want anybody like that i didn't want somebody to be like oh my wife's not doing that my wife's not doing this somebody could to control me because that's definitely out of thing not a islamic thing like which I didn't want anybody to tell time. me. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. I wanted somebody to respect me enough to be like, hey, if you don't want that, cool. If you do, whatever, like, type of thing. Which I love that about you is like, you are, there's a lot of people who don't know what they want. Like, there's some people yeah. who generally don't know what they want. Like, yes, obviously, everyone wants someone that's kind, everyone wants something that's caring. But when those people are put in front of you, can you decide who's right for you? And then on top of that, you can love someone and know that you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. There's a yep. difference between loving someone and you know thinking someone is attractive and thinking that someone is funny and cute and all these different things but knowing that a relationship between you guys is either toxic or just wouldn't work life lesson of today would be just because you love someone does not mean you have to be in a relationship with them all right you guys we're gonna go on a break but when we come back we're gonna talk about why hot men are so jealous Characteristics of Arab men and Arab women. We're gonna talk about are Arab men more jealous than usual? What's the tea and the soul behind it all? And we're gonna be asking two people who were engaged to Arab men. So, Zanet, let us know are Arab men more typically jealous than your average American man? And where does that stem from, do you think? I definitely think that they are more jealous. Some of them are jealous in a possessive way where it's like, they think that the girl is their property and that nobody can look at them, touch them. They're not allowed to wear makeup because they'll attract attention. Like, they're jealous in that sense. And then there's some that are jealous, like, oh, you're kind of getting a lot of attention. Like, am I good enough for you type of jealous? Um, Ooh, but wow. I definitely think the out of men are one of the most jealous types of men <laughs> because, I mean, I see white people or white boys all the time who are like, oh, yeah, my girl can have guy friends. Like, I don't care. That's normal. But for right. us, it's like, what's the point of having a guy friend? Like, he is your guy friend. Like, Yeah, you know. he's my only right. guy friend. Mohammed right, is my right. 16 guy friend because he has and- all those personalities. <laughs> he's like, Not the all those personalities. <laughs> um, Raneem, let us know, what's your personal opinion on, like, Arab men being more jealous or, like, Arab men just, like, being more controlling? As someone who's not married but is an Arab Muslim woman, especially being a- an immigrant woman, like, what was that experience like to you of, like, experiencing controlling jealous Arab men? And how does that manifest in your life? So I'm, like, talking this from, like, the perspective of my brothers, like, yeah. being, like, controlled by my brothers. Um, I know that... <clears throat> they're very my brothers are very the sense that are like no you can't wear that it's too tight like i don't want any guy looking at you like i'm doing this to protect you but it's not it's like i understand they're protecting me but it's like how you say it 
like both my brothers are two very different people. One of them is more like hot headed, strict, and the other one's very yes. more like gentle, like yo, just go change, like blah blah blah. The other one's like go change, like right fucking now. You know what I mean? And it's like it's how you say it that matters. How that person demonstrates what they're trying to say. Is it in a controlling way mm-hmm. or is it in a way that they care about you? Because right. I don't think both of your brothers are controlling. I think there's aspects of them that can be controlling, but I think one of them is a lot more controlling than the other. And mm-hmm. how what they try to say manifests, one of them can be a lot more kinder, one of them can have more compassion, while the other one displays like a very, very strong controlling personality, which I personally think stems from like a lack of self-confidence and stems from like, you know, an ego because like where they come from, they put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was right. going to say they, that. I think right, it where stems they come from, from how they're raised. How they're and raised. I feel like our family era... does put men on a pedestal. Like our family very much yeah. does put the boys like on this higher hierarchy than the girls. Yes. And it's yeah. where Arab men come from in that place that they come from, they treat them higher. So when they're in relationships with Arab women or women who know their worth, they think that they're being mocked or they're putting being put down but that's not what's happening it's just because where you're from they do the opposite they put you up all the time because you're supposed to be this man that's just really controlling so it's like this subconscious game that a lot of men play with themselves where it's like oh my god i have to be extra jealous because she's treating me wrong my parents would never treat me like this people in my hometown would never treat me like this like our country like, you know and so it becomes that self that lack of self-confidence where they don't have confidence in themselves they feel threatened in a way yeah where it's like yeah. why are you threatening my authority it's insecurity. Masculinity. Insecure. Masculinity. yeah i agree but there's one thing that i feel like i disagree about is that they put the man on a pedestal like yeah the man does like has that like oh i'm like higher up than you kind of like look but i don't think that they're putting the man on a pedestal i think they're putting the woman on the pedestal because the way it, it's looked at in um not just like the islamic um perspective but also in arabic culture the woman is the honor of the household. Like you hold the honor of your house, you hold the honor of your father, your brothers, your husband. So you're looked at as like you basically representing your family. The way you look and the way you're presented in the public eye, that is you're the honor of your family, technically. So they're putting the woman on a higher pedestal. Like they're expecting more out of us. You know, you need to be like this and this and this, and you can't do this and this and this. You I know don't what agree. I, mean? I well, don't hold agree. Hold on. I think that from. we're hold on. I want to say this. I think that they're both making a good point, but not on the same scale. Yeah. I think that women are put on a pedestal when it comes to their worth and when they are like, okay, you're obviously very valuable. We have to take care of you. But men are put on a pedestal when it comes to power and control. And they abuse yeah, that yeah. in a yeah, way. Yeah, I think you said that better. It's yeah. a hierarchy. It's a hierarchy. Yeah. There's different aspects that people put in control. But if I'm being honest, it's like when you said women are representing, you know, those families and autumn culture. Yes, that is true. But also you have to understand that the way they're representing it isn't necessarily the way that you're thinking of. For me personally, I think that a autumn family is represented by the male representatives in that household. So the way that people see the men acting and also the women acting, it comes from both mm-hmm. aspects but more so the women the the men and the way that the women go out is not showing how the family's represented but it's more so used as an excuse to scrutinize that family oh she's wearing makeup yeah exactly that it's family. like the, yeah. in the that public family. eye it's way it's where they represent mm-hmm. in the public eye For but example, do you see like, how a woman but do you see how in a household a woman does not necessarily hold the same equality in the sense of I can represent my family in a positive way versus how a man can represent his family in a positive way. Because a woman, right. yeah, she could yeah. be a doctor. Yeah. She could be true. married with four kids and people are like, oh, she's doing what she's supposed to do. A man could be married, four kids, like, oh, wow, a doctor. Kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's really mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I the wanted bar. to get to is like, I agree what you're saying, but like what I was trying to say was like, for example, say a girl, an Arab girl walks out, she's wearing shorts 
and she's wearing like, you know, a t-shirt. She's wearing, you know, booty shorts, whatever it is. The Arab will take that and they'll be like, oh my God, does she, where's her father? Does he not like, you know, does he not say anything? Do her brothers not say anything? They let her go out like that. The girls definitely get so, harsher, harsher. The girls criticism. get the harsher criticism. Exactly. Scrutized. And then, yeah. But then the the man, like this is why it comes back to the men, why they're so jealous and why they're so strict is because they're getting like, basically like how you guys said earlier, they're being put on this pedestal that like, you need to be like this and you need to be like, you know what I mean? Like they're being defamed kind of in a way just right. because of the girl. But honestly, that shouldn't connect to one another like in a certain but can sense. I make like, the point, yeah. Can I make the point that Arab men want their women to be good for other Arab men. Other Arab women are the ones doing the scrutinizing, but that comes from men. They're taught that. So women don't scrutinize other women in the sense because they know what women go through. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to wear makeup. They do it before the validation of other men, which goes into the conversation of the lack of self-confidence. You don't have confidence in your own ego and it goes into the conversation of masculinity. You don't have faith in your own masculinity. You are not comfortable in your own masculinity. Therefore, you take it out on someone's ability to be effeminate or feminine yeah, a woman who right you see as inferior who they see as inferior yes it does like come from that like masculinity and the ego like that they have and all that but i feel like there are a lot especially in the older generation in Arab, there's like those older like women that are more toxic and they just like to bring down the other younger girls and then like they would side with the men all the time you know what i mean like they'll be like no 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 he's like he's right because those people were were taught to seek male validation That's how they're taught, their yeah their whole they're life. taught to seek male validation and then they encourage their sons and their you know and their nephews their grandsons whatever it is they encourage them to continue that cycle that keeps happening where the men think oh i'm the i'm the man i can judge you i can tell you you can do this i can tell you you can do that all the stuff whether it's right or wrong that's just their and mentality. that's where that's where i say they're putting them on a pedestal they're making yeah, them their like, baby their this, whole lives this mindset where well, hold they on. Have, where they hold let's the tie this let's tie this back to marriage because a lot of men are babied their whole lives and put on that pedestal where they don't mm -hmm. have to lift a finger and it's all on the girls and they then when the they wife get married has to do everything exactly yeah. when they get married wow. they expect it out of the wife but when you marry somebody like me that is not the case <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. but like to go back to like the whole jealousy thing is like i feel like it's a very different aspect in the Arab um, culture than it is in the Islamic culture because I yeah. feel like the Arab Muslims like when you look at jealousy in a like the Muslim way because for some reason I don't know why everybody thinks all Arab are Muslim which is not like correct but when you look at it, the Muslim way and vice like, versa you know, and vice versa not all there's Muslim bad Arab, right? there's bad jealousy and there's good jealousy there's like I want to protect you and there is I want to control you and I want you to yep. do like you know what I mean? And there's like jealousy to a certain sense. Like, for example, me personally, I would not want the person that I'm marrying to be following women and having female friends. I'm your only female friend. That's kind of my perspective. She and got 16 could, personalities. That's all he needs. But I'm not going to be right. like, she why got are you the, going? Without the hijab, with the hijab. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to be like, um. so why are you like, what's it called? Going to the gym dressed like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that's not to the point where I'm right. going to be at. But it's just mainly like when it comes to other females. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean I don't trust him. I don't trust them. Kind of thing. Because women are crazy, in my opinion. Well, not Just even like that. Are. Let me say something about that. I don't think you should trust him with women because it's psychologically proven that men can't view a female friend 
without thinking of them sexually. It's sexually, yeah. Or that, that's girls, true, on the yeah. other hand, girls on the hand can look at a guy and be like, nah, I'd never do anything with him. I don't want to be with him. I have yeah. no interest in that. But as soon as a, the guy right. in his head gets the opportunity, he's going to take it, which is why it's guys because, can be friends with girls and girls can yes, be friends with guys. It's the whole thing of like, women can close their legs, men can't. Like, you can keep your pants zipped and men can't. And that's the whole thing. Well, men just of, biologically like, have sexual minds, so they're not going to view a female friend right. as... Just platonic. a and that doesn't yeah. mean again that doesn't mean that a man is incapable of having a female friend it just means oh no they are more so likely to be in that situation but let's talk about the age of what people are getting married how all of these things kind of work together is it okay for a 22 year old to be getting married these days is that okay what's the perfect age to be getting married at and what is too young and what's considered too old also how do we deal with this whole concept of adab women having a shelf life when it comes to marriage all that and more but first let's take a break All right, you guys, we're back from the break, and we're asking the tough questions about age and marriage. What's the right age to get married at? Also, is there an expiration date for of women and men? What is too young and what's considered too old? First, we're going to let our guest take it away. Zainab, what is your personal opinion on this, and how do you respond to the questions of age and marriage? I don't think that there's a certain age that you need to be to get married. Um, like you said earlier, like back in the day, people were getting married younger, but also back in the day... The younger you were, the more mature you were. They had like younger yeah. girls had more responsibilities than girls today. So they might have been in the position to be able or the maturity level to get married. These days, I don't think that younger girls are as mature or there's very few young mature girls. Um, but I definitely think it's a mindset thing. I don't think the age matters because you could be 30 and childish and not ready to be married. And you could be 18, mature as hell, like yeah. got the life on your shoulders and n know exactly what to do when you get married. I also think that the whole shelf life thing about if you're too old to get married, especially with Adab, it's like, oh, she's 27. She's not married. What's wrong with her type of thing? Um, I think that's BS because that's, first of all, religiously, to me, that's all in God's hands. God has a plan. He's one of the best planners. Like you can't. Period. You can't yeah. argue with that. But um, I also think that the whole shelf life thing is kind of toxic because it, it makes girls feel like their worth decreases as they get older. Also, um, their worth stems from a man. So like what a man yeah, sees their mm -hmm. worth as. Exactly. Like if a man sees you at 22, he's, you know, you're young, he sees you as pretty, that's where your worth derives from. But right. That's like that's when like the you're case. the, yeah, as if like that's when you're most valuable. But I don't think that's yeah. the case. Like I a think... man could be. 30 and he's fine but if a girl reaches 27 then she's not exactly worth it. And, and it definitely expired. goes back yeah it definitely goes back to the culture thing where they think okay a man can get married when he's older but if a girl is older she um isn't at worth it or something's wrong so right you know what i mean or yeah, she has I less like, of a chance and i feel like that's where people that's where people are mixing dean and culture that's where people yep. get it all wrong and it's like that's all religiously, you, yeah. Religiously, no you're not worried about that. age for sure. Religiously, you, right. you're not concerned if she's 30, if she's 35, she's you know 18, whatever. Yeah, she's she's like... you know edging on 65, girl. She's going with that pension. You're not really worried. <laughs> They're like, about oh, is the, age. the girls being too picky? Like she, she's just not. Yeah, choosing. why isn't she she's... married yet? 
type of thing. Right. But it's like it's like yeah. you can be picky. You can have standards. Like the guys. That's the person don't you're spending your forever with. You should be picky. Right. It's not just some orange and like the little you know, like the orange basket. You're not just picking a random one and eating it. Right. Well, I feel like it's just disappointing whenever I see like Ida, you know, Muslims and they're like, Oh, why aren't you married yet? Like, you know Nasib exists, you know, like God has like you know, like God has everything written for you already, like when it's gonna happen. The age, like how Zenab said maturity has nothing to do with age people go through life experiences that make them mature at younger age than it does when they're older like you could be in your 30s if you've never been through anything you know what i mean so you're not mature but you could be younger and you've been through so much and you matured through that and you learned how to live life through that so i feel like that just like it does not matter especially in islamic point of view that does not matter whatsoever only like arabs the reason why they say this that oh she's expired and I feel like this goes back to like their old mentality way back then. And it stuck with us for so long was, oh, she's expiring because she can't have kids after like 40 something. That's God will give her a child if she is it's written for her to have a child. She could literally get married oh, at 20 and not have a kid until she's like 60 and never like, you know what I mean? You want to be with somebody who has the same maturity as you. So even if he's older and you're younger, you guys are still the same level of maturity because if you're 20 and he's 27 and he's been through way more than you have and you've been through nothing, you might not be as compatible because, you know, like you don't have the same experiences as him and you don't have the same maturity level as him. So he might, you guys just might not click as well. So that's another thing to keep in mind whenever you're trying to see like, oh, am I, am I really going to spend forever this per- with this person? Am I going to get along with them forever? On that point of spending forever with somebody, like there is this concept, which I feel like it's more so a Western concept, but I'm curious to have your guys' idea of like finding a soulmate i think when we talk about a soulmate and like the western idea it's like you know you're the one the love at first sight like the whole movie concept of you see someone and you just fall in love and i have to ask do you believe in that i definitely think that soulmates are a thing i think that there are people that you meet that you know you feel like you've known them for forever i mean like that's how i felt i instantly felt like i'm oh no her cheeks are red okay, and her stop. eyes by the point is we definitely got She's along the right one and like we just had it off and like I oh my god, so that's much. not what I'm saying. But... I'm gonna put my audio on her mouth moving and send it to him. <laughs> You're embarrassing so... me. Hamid's listening to this, like, when it comes out, and he's like, oh, she's talking about me. What? Like, the first time that we talked, it was like, okay, very formal, whatever. But, like, the first time we, like, talked on the phone or anything like that, like, it was like, okay, I've known this guy forever type of thing, which was, like, a comfortability thing. And it yeah. was like, okay, if I can get along with you right away, like, this is a good sign. So I definitely think soulmates are a real thing. And I think that... Is I- he your soulmate? <laughs> I wouldn't be marrying him if he wasn't. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's like it's a, kind of like a sense of assurance to kind of like yeah. know that you found the one and the concept of like the one. But I think this Western mentality of the one is very toxic because the one is someone that you change for and that changes for you, and you guys work towards becoming you adapt together. You know the puzzle pieces together because there's no two humans who will fit as a puzzle piece together perfectly at first. Like you have to make adaptations, you have to learn someone's boundaries, and you have to be willing to. It's that willingness and that ability to be determined to change to adapt to build boundaries and respect people's boundaries that makes someone the one it's not oh i saw you at starbucks you were ordering that venti whatever kiss of ass can of coochie like whatever you were getting 
it's shit. not bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about ordering, ordering but <laughs> they don't have Kanakuchi at Starbucks. <laughs> but um, it's just kind of more of like working towards it rather than finding it. You have to earn it. But at the same time, I feel like everybody's relationship is different. Like everybody has their own experiences of how they just knew that they were the one. I feel like for Muslims, it's a very much almost the same where you just prayed istikhara, which is like a prayer where you ask God to help you make a decision and God tells you, okay, this is the person for you. You know what I mean? And this is the person like this is a yes right. for you. And you yeah. have the automatic feeling. And obviously this person was already written for you like long before the sea met the like sky like 50,000 years before that. You know what I mean? Everybody has that soulmate, whether you're going to find them in this life or the next. You know what I mean? So you, if you don't find them in this life, you're going to have them in the next. And that's something to be assured of and like to feel like reassurance that you will have that person no matter what, but just depending on the timing. All right, you guys. So we talked about marriage and we talked about finding the right one, but now I'm curious to know what made them say yes. Me and Anim are sitting here looking single and curious as fuck. So we want to know what made you guys say yes. We'll find out after this break. Okay, and I just really want to know what made you guys say yes. Summer, want to take it away? Okay, um, I guess for me, I was, like I said before, I was looking for somebody that had, like, very religious, somebody that had good manners, you know, akhlaq, and that was just a person I was looking for. And when I met him, I definitely saw that in him, you know? And another thing I feel like for me was, like, I think, like, now that I think back to it, I definitely got my signs mixed up, you know, um... I thought the anxiety I had was from finals. <laughs> <laughs> little did I know. Little did Not I the know. finals. I honestly, like, suddenly I just start feeling anxiety, anxiety. I'm like, no, it's just because of finals. And I thought my sign was when I saw him, I just felt comfortable. And honestly, you could feel comfortable, like, easily with anybody. He was a very social person, so it was, like, obviously easy to feel comfortable with him. And, like, he kept the conversation going. And I'm, like, a very outgoing person, so I feel like that's why I also felt comfortable. Because I feel literally comfortable with anybody as long as I start a conversation with you. Unless you're, like, fake. And then that's when I feel like, mm, you know what I mean? So I definitely got my signs mixed up. And I definitely said yes, only because, like, like I said earlier, I was looking for somebody who was religious and good manners. And that's why I said yes. That's why um, I went along with it. All right. Now that Summer had kind of had the idea of like why she said yes and kind of discussed to us about all of that. I'm kind of curious to know, Zainab, yours kind of worked out when Summer is dead at. So what made you say yes? Um, it was kind of the same thing as Summer, honestly. Like Summer explained that she got her feelings mixed up. Like she confused her her test anxiety <laughs> with like uh, nervousness or, um, with her relationship. But for me, I did the same thing. I prayed istikhara and like I was looking for a sign, like any sign to know that like this was the right person. And I was praying istikhara for like two weeks because wow, little story time. Um, <laughs> I had another guy ask for me before Muhammad asked for me. <gasps> yeah, so I had to sit with this guy and like right off the bat, I was like, I don't want to sit with this guy. I want to sit with the other guy. So like to me, after I prayed Tahara, I was like, okay, that's a sign. And then first guy didn't work out, threw him out the window, said no. And then I sat with Muhammad. Trash. And we, Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I sat with Muhammad, and um, we got along right away. And I definitely like took that as a sign, like my comfortability, our way of communicating, 
um mm-hmm. she's blushing guys she's blushing like <laughs> her face is turning red her palms are sweaty mom spaghetti mom spaghetti did no, just okay, okay anyway okay. yeah so i just took the comfortability as a sign and then i figured like okay if i keep talking to him and i feel more comfortable that's more of a sign and if like this is my opportunity to actually get to know him and like know for sure if i still like him and um somehow some way i still do so here we are Congrats. Thanks. Nothing here we are. congratulations so cute. i feel like and then you should have put a ring on it that's not saying oh god hold up do you guys feel like your significant other should be your best friend like you guys you should have that comfortability of being your best friend it should be a best friend and more darling best friend right 100 yeah. percent. that is your only um male best friend and you're his only female best friend like if you don't have a like a sense of friendship in your marriage in your relationship and they're just like a lover to you and you can't like you know hang out and mm-hmm. without anything being super intimate then like what's the point like you need a bestie that you can like like if i can't head. go rant to you then i don't want it the name just wants somebody to trauma dump on for like 24 7 and right. so the name but just, i still it, be like i'm just like really traumatized and like <laughs> yeah every day they're like, give me the fucking ring. Bye. Yeah, ah. somebody somebody needs to be her trauma therapist because I think that all of us want to quit. Should yeah. I marry a therapist? <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. Everyone wants Should to I quit. I think the young and curious audience needs a break too. You guys, you step <laughs> away for a second. <laughs> but I need to tell a story before we get into the final segment of today's podcast. And it's a story about Zanab's fiance, who's also named Muhammad. Isn't that funny? We have mm-hmm. the same name. So on Christmas Day, I woke up wanting to have a productive day. I was like, today I'm going to get up. We're going to film this podcast with Ranim. We're going to have the most productive day. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm just going to be like, yes, Christmas for me is not celebrating because we're Muslim. So we don't celebrate Christmas. But it was like a moment where I was like, I'm going to be productive today. Get up. I go to the bathroom. I'm washing my face. And I'm like, my sideburns are kind of going out funky. Let me just grab this razor. So I'm going to shave my sideburns. I'm just going to give myself a nice little fade. So I grab the razor and I'm like to give myself a fade. And as the razor touches my forehead and scoops up, the guard was all the way on high. And I gave myself a tight skin fade that was so fucking high. You could literally see almost my brain skull. Like, you could see the brain matter. Like, that's how deep it was. And it was so ugly. I looked like a 24-year-old middle-aged, life crisis, emo woman, okay, that's, like, dropping her kids off on soccer and having midlife crisis at the same time. Like, that's what I looked like. And I was like, shit, like, I do not know what to do. So I was freaking out. If you guys follow me on social media, you know what was happening. And I was like, there's there's only one person I can call right now. So I called their group FaceTime. You know, Zanab always answers because she's that bitch was really motherfucking good. Oh. And I was like, Zanab, like, look what just happened in my hair. And she was like, my fiance's here. He just graduated barber school. Get your shit and come over. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I grabbed all my shit. They were FaceTiming me to tell me what I brought. I bring everything, go to their house. I'm rushing. It was like pouring rain this day. I walk right in. They, they had everything ready. They had the tarp on the floor. They had the couch in the middle. They're like, come on. Like, we're going to fix you up. I'm sitting there and he just like, you know, one of the like scenes in the movie. Yeah, literally. It was like, a montage. With, like the thunder and like someone opens the door and, and it's like raining. Yeah, that's literally how he walked in and it was literally. raining that day. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was pouring and I literally felt like I was in a movie. It's like a Christmas movie. But, like, I dropped him off. I was driving. Yeah. Oh, bye, Summer. Well, okay, wait, finish yeah. the story. Go ahead. So I walked in and, you know, he starts cutting my hair. And first of all, we're not going to get too deep about it, but there was presences that were antagonizing him during this haircutting. They were doubting him. I doubted him for a little bit, not going to lie, because I was scared. But very quickly when he started cutting my hair, I knew right away that it was going to be good because, you know, he was he was just hooking it up, okay? And with what he had to work with, with what my hair looked like, 
and he was using a, a new razor that I was giving him. Yeah, he did a, a great job. So he cuts my hair. It looked really, really fucking good. Like at the end, it was a haircut that I would have been happy with if I got from my barber. But I was just sitting there and just seeing the way that Zanim was all up on her. You know, they were just talking. I'm sorry. It was cute. Hold on it was a cute. And I liked how you could rely on him in that sense of reliability, but also like your family could rely on him. And it yeah, was like, he's sure. a family guy. And that was something he's that I was like, mm-hmm. he's the go. He was going to leave early that day. And then you called and he was like, nah, I'm staying. Like, he, he's a Yeah, best. which I, I love. He's a real one for that. Literally, yeah, I'm really, telling really. you, like, that's a real, that's a real, real person. And it's moments like that that makes you think, yes, I got the right one. No, <laughs> we all felt it. Zena, we all felt like he was the one in that moment. We're like, you are the one. You can yeah. put the ring on it. He wasn't just the one for you. He's the one for all of them. All of exactly. us. <laughs> all right, you guys, we're going to wrap up questions and get to the juicy part of this podcast. Story times. We'll be right back. about story times Zanab, can you please tell us about your first facetime with mo first time we ever talked on the phone um i was really nervous at first because it was like the first time i got to talk to him one-on-one without like our family in the other room and before i go into that i actually have a story everybody like both of our families were in the other room and we were in one room by ourselves like just talking and they all just kept going quiet out of nowhere so we both thought that they were eavesdropping so we both started whispering to like continue our conversation so, like, whenever he started whispering with me and, like, whispering Aww. back, like, I'm going to hear us. Like, <laughs> I'm listening. Like, I kind of knew that we would get along. So, I was still nervous to FaceTime him. But, like, because we had that interaction, I was like, all right, no, like, this should be fine. Because What was it like, 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 sitting down and being like, okay, I have to press, I have to press call. Did you call him first or did he call no, you and you answered? he texted me. He was like, hey, do you want to FaceTime instead? I was like, yeah, that's fine. So he called and he was like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. Was he set up? I have a question. Was he all set up? Was there a light? Was he like dressed? No, no, no. It was it was casual. We were both pretty casual. Oh, okay. So he calls and he was like, hey, what's up? Whatever. So like we're having a normal conversation. Like, how was your day? Small talk. And then like because we were getting along so well, like we like I said, like we just talked as if we'd known each other for forever. Um, We ended up talking about death and like oh. life okay so islamically we believe like that you go through this whole thing in the grave we start talking about that we start wow. talking about like i don't know if like islamically we also have jinn we start telling each other jinn stories um <laughs> he was so scared when we were talking about it he was like oh my god like i just met you and i have to sleep with the freaking lights on now because i'm terrified to go to sleep. Oh like, my god. so like we had a very interesting and also deep conversation like he told me about his grandma i told him about my grandpa like we both talked about our grandparents passing um we like we talked for a couple hours too so like after that conversation i was like okay i can talk to this kid about anything like it's cool we're good. I like what? this. Not her. The way that Zanab just like <laughs> talks about him. This kid's like, why? Because I want anything. She just cracks me up. Like, it's just so cute. But no, honestly, somewhere. the way that like I like whenever she told me that story, I remember I was like, literally, that's so Zanab. And the fact that he had that conversation with you, I was like, literally, yeah. they are, th- they are it. Like they are meant for each other. Like call us like. I, I felt that too. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, per Miss Girl, you're not from here. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, everyone in our family that's engaged or married, their significant other is always like so perfect for them. You know what I mean? Yep. Which I love because and I, the reason I think that on him honestly is because of the support system they have. They know right. they can fall back on their cousins and they can talk about it and they can say, hey, he said this. Is that a red flag? And we won't bullshit with them in the sense it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. girl, keep going. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Obviously, there's instances where some of our cousins don't listen to us or we have situations with that. But I think overall, especially us as a tight-knit, close cousin group, we're always real with each other and we're always there when something goes down. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I kind of just remember us being in the car, sitting in um, Summer's driveway, and Summer and Sada, we were so at it, just comparing themselves to Mimi and Mohammed and Zerev and Mohammed, and I'm over here like, bitch, I just want to fucking go home. Like, it's Didn't even single ass, just no, like, no, listen, never, gonna get, mean, it, never gonna, like, gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. This is what I need in the back. Like, no, like, yeah. half the time, she's like, you guys are such idiots, then why'd you guys say yes in the first place, then why'd you guys do this? Okay, like, if you feel that way, then why don't you end it? That was literally what I named the whole time in the background. I was and, like, she was laughing. She was laughing at us half the time. I was laughing. Okay, There's only room for one person with trauma in this car, and it's me. Right. <laughs> All right, you guys. So we talked about story times. We got into a lot of parts of the marriage and the relationship, and we talked about how they met. We talked about what ages do you get married. We talked about soulmates. We talked about why did you say yes, and more importantly, why you said no. We talked about all aspects of their marriages and their relationships. Why did it work out? Or maybe why it didn't. It's very, very important that you know that you're with the right person and you're catching on to these red flags and you're always, always surrounded by your support system. But we're going to wrap up this episode by going into Mina Neem's favorite segment, What's Your Obsession? We'll be right back after this break. favorite segment we're asking our guests and also talking ourselves about our favorite obsessions movies songs shows foods stores celebrities everything and more trends even something that you've heard on tiktok what is your favorite obsession all right zanab summer take it away what are you guys obsessed with um right now i'd say i'm obsessed with the new disney movie called encanto oh my god it is literally so cute the whole movie is adorable. All the songs are so good. And if you've watched it, you already know. Don't We don't talk about Bruno as the best song ever. It's all over <laughs> TikTok right now. But the, I really like that movie right now. I The first time I watched it, I was like happy crying. And it was just adorable. So I think if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Wait, Zena, that's so funny. Is that the one with the girl with the glasses? Yeah. And the short, my mom literally sent a picture of her and then in the group chat. And he said, she looks like Summer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> we were at the airport we were at the airport. Her. listen we we're at the airport coming back from new york right and we we're in like the airport at what's it called jfk and there's like this big poster that has like the encanto characters and there's this girl that's wearing glasses i haven't watched it i don't know her name she has short hair and has glasses and yeah, summer takes 
read a bell. And so and Matmoon, my brother, takes a picture of it and sends it to the family group chat and says, yo, why they got a picture of Summer at the airport? That shit had me on the floor. Like, <laughs> oh I was God. crying. All right, Summer, now can you please tell us about some of your obsessions? Favorite movies, songs, shows, celebrities? Um, For me, lately I've been super obsessed with Turkish shows. Like, I love Turkish shows. They're literally so entertaining. You pissed They're me honestly- off. Recently what? you've been obsessed with Turkish shows? You've always been obsessed with Turkish shows. It's an addiction at this point. I'm tired of her. Every time I go into her no, room, literally. she's all cuddled up with a blanket watching a Turkish show that's four hours, one episode. They're five so years good. Later, they like- five years later, she's finally done with season one. Talking about some, wow, that was a plot twist. Girl, what? You just watched a whole person's life. It's a documentary at this point. They have the craziest plot twist, and it's so interesting. But another thing I've actually been obsessed with, like I love seeing it all over my TikTok feed, is Tom Holland and Zendaya. When I swear to God... Yep. This Yo, man goodies. was written by a woman, like Walla, like he was. He, he literally what do you mean was by that? like, as in he's perfect, basically. <laughs> like catch up. Yeah, no man can come up with that. No man, like he's not like, like I'm perfect. He's not a, a man. Woman has to write him. Period. I don't get it. What makes him perfect? He's literally. Have you seen just- the new Spider Man? You yes. Can't, we, we have, have you, yeah. have you, have you watched any of his interviews? Me, yes. Zainab, and Hamush when we went to watch the new Spider Man. You don't understand when he. Le- this is spo- uh, a spoiler for anybody who has. Um, at the end, when he left the shop and he didn't say nothing to her, Miss we were Girl, all freaking out. All so of us were like, mad. What the freaking hell? We're like, What the hell is wrong with him? Like, get back in there. And it was so funny because Zenab told me, like, No, but he how, saw how, like, <laughs> yes, um, Hamed texted me. He said, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, obviously, this is a spoiler. He was like, if you start acting up, I'm going to reset the universe. I'm going to forget your ass. I'm not going to come back to the coffee shop and pretend I know you. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just saying, like, he saw how happy he- their lives were, like, how good it was without him. He was like, I don't want to fuck this up for them. And he's so selfish. But that's selfish. That. Like, how do you not right? love No, somebody... to me, that's selfish. Like, he was that's so selfish. That's selfless. No, because, like. You, he promised, she told though. you to come back. You promised. You promised. Well, she doesn't back. know that. But he saw. He saw but how he's, good her but life he's was. But he's putting his own guilt above But you that, have to you understand I mean? that the reason that she allowed things to end was because he promised to her. She wants him in his life, in exactly. her life. That's a choice that she made. She said, promise me that you will come back in my life because my life is better with you in it. She knows what's best for her. He did That's not true. keep his promise. He broke his promise as a man. And also, he did not respect what would make her life better. Period. Anything. It was selfish way, because he what- respected what was easier, more comfortable for him rather than what would have been long-term better for MJ. Okay, I get MJ. that. MJ. <laughs> but uh, let's back go back to the Tom Holland thing. Like, when you see him cry, don't you just want to hug him? Like, yes! yes. It's yeah. just adorable in, like, the most perfect way. I love him. He looks no, 40 no. and 10 at the same time. It's weird. No. No, he does not. He looks like He looks perfect. He's perfect. He, looks... he is perfect. Let's move really on. Perfect. Not Maybe all the I'm... girls obsessing over him. <laughs> okay, so my current obsession right now is burgers. Sorry. Oh, my current obsession is really so burgers. good right now. Like, Girl, I was hoping for I something be... juicy. Oh, fuck. Don't even. What the fuck? Don't even. <laughs> Can I actually restart that? Hold up, hold up. Please. Burgers. Burgers. <laughs> Season four of Cobra Kai. Okay, that's good. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't I watched it. Also, either. beating Nate's ass because that's, <laughs> that's really riling me up. Yeah, she really is be all I've up on I've been thinking about him. that this whole entire podcast. Okay, so I currently have like three obsessions. You guys know me. I was going to Rampage here. First of all, I recently changed my Alexa to speak to me in Arabic because I was trying to get better at Arabic. And like, I just thought it would be a funny way. No, nah, that girl did not speak the same dialect. She was coming up all like an Al Jazeera reporter talking with some. <laughs> like, girl, I'm tired. I'm really sick. Like, she was really popping up at 7 a.m. talking about some. Today on Sky 7 Channel News. Girl, 
No. So I had to change her back to Today? English. We miss you. Yeah, and it took me a while to figure out how to turn her back. But that was my obsession in talking to her. Like, I would just sit there and she'd be like, Le Madia? Like, girl, you want to fight? Because I'll fly to Saudi Arabia, catch a first flight, and Dubai Emirates flights. Okay. Also, my second obsession has been Elena of Avalor. Me and my niece will literally Stop. Not Elena. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have an obsession with um Sophia the First, too? You did. Yeah, I did. did. I I love what Sophia the First. What is up with you these princess cartoons? Okay, first of all, Elena of Avalor and Sophia are both like closely connected shows, and they both they have are. a lot of plot twists that are connected together. Number two, they're very well animated and have a lot of stories behind them. Number three, Elena is a Latino woman, and she has a lot of heritage, and I respect that about her. So do never break down Elena. Okay, also, I have to talk about- Ain't nobody about... breaking her down. I'm just confused as to why you're so obsessed with these princess shows. Hamosh was always obsessed meant for with, like, little girls. their most random shows. Like, he used to be obsessed with- Here um, she goes. She's stealing my line. <laughs> he used She's to be obsessed with Henry line. Danger. He used to be obsessed with, like- Hold on. Most he's still shows. obsessed with Wizard of Waverly Place. Yeah, he's still obsessed with that. <laughs> he's gonna lose his shit. And then my last obsession has to be Dua Lipa and Bella Hadid's brother. His name is Unwad. They're currently dating, and I'm just like obsessed with them. Like both. They of broke them. up. Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, shit. I was just really obsessed with the relationship. Like, I was obsessed with them. First of all, I love Dua Lipa. Levitating, levitating, my mind. And Unwad, I just, like, I only reason I know him is because Bella Hadid, like, the... I was just obsessed with them. I'd like to add one more current obsession with me. I'm currently obsessed with Jack Harlow. I think I think he's so no. It depends what do you for me. Mean? I like I like some of his music, but I mean I'm not obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I'm obsessed with his personality. He has a very oh, she's obsessed with the person. Okay, not yeah. the music. No, and the music. His music is good, but like his personality, he's very cocky, and I love that. I think. Do you want a cocky? You want a cocky husband? No, I don't want a cocky husband. I just you I mean like confident celebrity. Yeah, he's confident, but he's also cocky. Like he's got that confidence. But like he knows he's the shit. Yeah, he knows he's... Yeah, basically. But when she says cocky, I don't think it's cocky where it's, like, overburdening his personality. It's cocky in, like, a confident way, which I think is what she's talking about. Okay. Personally, yeah. I don't really give a fuck, so that's why I'm going to move on. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us throughout today's podcast and tuning in to the end. Yes, we know that this podcast was very long, but I think that this topic was very deep. And we could honestly do, like, two more episodes about this and really get in-depth about everything. But we wanted to keep everything surface level so that we could cover a lot of different topics. But we really did talk about a lot. And I feel like we covered most of the questions that people had on the Young and Curious page. And if you do have more questions, do not be afraid to message me and Anim at Young and Curious on Instagram. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys in next week's podcast. Zainab. Okay, Summer, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's podcast. We seriously love having you guys. Um, Summer, I'm having lovely. us. We do not really stand you. You might not be here next time, but thank you guys for coming. Thanks, we love you. guys. Yes. Inshallah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Our podcast comes out every other Monday. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in to Young and Curious. I'm your host, Mo Mustafa, and I'm here with... Your co-host, Renima Plus. Bye! Bye.